Is it true that everybody is entitled to happiness? That all people have the right to experience simcha? This is perhaps a notion that we've heard a lot frequently, especially nowadays. In one form or another, the idea that if there is something that makes a person happy, whether it's a lifestyle, a lifestyle choice, or an activity, whatever it may be, but if that's what truly makes them happy, then what right do you have to tell them to do otherwise? What right do you have to infringe on this other individual's so-called rights to happiness? And often this idea is taken to an extreme where one will suggest that another should have the rights to live a life of sin, to live a life of lies and falsehoods. If at the end of the day that's what makes them happy, then once again, what right do you have to tell the person otherwise to infringe once again on their rights to simcha, their rights to happiness? But what if I told you that not everybody's entitled to happiness? What if, in fact, I told you that not only is simcha not an entitlement, but it's actually a requirement? Once again, that happiness is not something that you are entitled to, but it's something that you are obligated to experience, obligated to feel. And that this requirement for a person to experience simcha actually has nothing to do with their personal choices, their lifestyle choices, but it has something entirely to do with that which we are otherwise required to do, i.e. the Ratzon Hashem. We find several places throughout Torah, Tanakh, Chazal, this idea of an obligation that we have to experience Simcha. Ivdu es Hashem, the Simcha. We have to serve Hashem with Simcha, with happiness, says David HaMelech in Tehillim. That we are supposed to serve Hashem, and when we do, we are supposed to do so with simcha, with happiness. We find in this week's parish in Parshish Kisavo, the Tochacha, the curses of the admonition, and the Torah explains that they come upon a person, they come upon Kleistral. Not because we neglected to serve Hashem. We served Hashem, but because we neglected to do so with simcha, with happiness, and with a good heart from all of the good that Hashem has given us, from all the abundance that Hashem has given us. In other words, we are mandated to experience simcha. And the question is, how is it that Hashem could require us to experience an emotion? Moreover, how could Hashem obligate us to feel a feeling to feel happiness, and to do so in His service, doing what it is that He requires us to do, against our will, as it were, and not doing what it is that we choose to do, not doing what it is that truly makes us happy, that which we interpret as a means for simcha. Why is it that Hashem, how is it that Hashem could require us to experience simcha, doing what it is that he wants us to do, and not that which we want to pursue. And here actually is another myth, another lie. We all assume 
based on Western culture, that we are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what if I told you once again that if happiness is something that we have to pursue, then we're not actually going to be able to catch up with it. That happiness, simcha, is not something that you could find if you have to look too hard for it. It's not something that we ought to be chasing. Because if we are chasing it, it's not actually simcha. True simcha is something that we are able to and must build from within. It's something that can only come from within. It's something that we can feel and must feel in the service of Hashem and in no other way. Not on any other path will we actually find this simcha, this happiness. We find a model for this in last week's parsha, in Parshish Kiseitse, when the Torah describes the halachos of Shona Rishona, v'simachas ishto. What does it mean that a person has to be misameach, his wife, v'simach? So Rashi explains that he should make his wife happy. And explains Rashi, there are some who read this pasuk incorrectly. That what does it mean? That he rejoices with his wife. That he experiences simcha, she experiences simcha, they share the simcha together. Sounds really nice. It says Rashi, it's wrong. The pasuk does not say, it says, doesn't say that he rejoices with his wife, but he makes her happy. And this is not to suggest that the husband is in control of the wife's happiness, because once again, no one can actually be in control of anyone's happiness. Happiness is not something that anyone is going to shower upon you. But what it means is that the husband has to do whatever he can within his power to facilitate an environment, to facilitate the simcha of his wife. Whatever he can do to make her happy. But the idea of this entitlement, that he's entitled to get the simcha out of it, no one's saying that. She might have requirements towards him, but for him to achieve the simcha, that is not something that the Torah says is going to be showered upon him. That's not something that anybody owes him. It's not his entitlement, it's his requirements. He has to give over the simcha to others. And... When he does so, Mimela, he will achieve the simcha through doing Viratsan Hashem, through doing what it is that he is supposed to do. In the beginning of Parshish Kisava, the Torah describes Mikra Bikurim, the announcement, the declaration that accompanies one's delivery of the Bikurim. And when one does so, says the Torah, that a person is obligated to rejoice from all of the good. That which Hashem has given you. In other words, that which you worked for, that which you achieved in this world, you were able to reap the fruits of your labor, and yet you have to give to Hashem. And as you give to Hashem, not as you receive from Hashem, but as you give to Hashem, to give back to Him, that's when you're supposed to truly feel the simcha for that which you have received. And yet, right before the tochah, the Torah tells us similarly, that when the Bnei Israel will get into Eretz Yisrael, when they will prepare to stand at Harvel and Har Grizim, where they are going to hear the curses declared before them, 
just before they hear the curses of the Torah. And what does the Torah tell us there? They will bring karbonos, and you shall rejoice before Hashem your God. Why are we rejoicing, says the Sfarno? Because of the entering into the bris with Hashem at Harival and Hargrizim. The fact that you are entering a covenant with Hashem, the fact that you are committing yourselves to Hashem, that is the source of simcha. In other words, simcha is not merely a feeling, but it is a conviction, it is a commitment. It is a choice just as much as it is a requirement, a mandate, an obligation on each person. It is something that you are required to create and then feel it. It is not something that anybody will bestow upon you. It is not something that you are entitled to experience. It is not something that you pursue based on your imagination of what will truly grant you that simcha. It is the fulfillment of Ratzon Hashem. It is fulfillment in and of itself. True fulfillment comes from the fulfillment of Ratzon Hashem. That's where simcha is truly felt. That's where simcha is truly experienced. That is the simcha that we are obligated to have. And that is the simcha that we should be zochet to have.